much as our Orthodox faithful are a natural market for these kinds of recordings, there's other people out there that have nothing to do with Orthodoxy, that love it for its artistry and its depth. They are another market that are going to be able to tap to get this special sound out to people beyond our Orthodox faithful. Welcome to this week's edition of Come Receive the Light. I don't have to tell you, Father, that the the whole concept behind the Orthodox Church is not to change. You know, we want to keep the traditions, all of the things that form the culture of our church, to perpetuate, to keep going. That's what it's all about, and I don't really know if we want to change. Welcome to another edition of our broadcast from the Orthodox Christian Network. I'm Mike Trout, and our uh, regular host is Father Christopher Metropolis, the president of Hellenic College and Holy Cross Orthodox School of Theology. I don't know if you agree with the thought there that uh, maybe we don't want to change. I mean, my goodness, change is the way the future enters our lives. Some of that just needs clarification, doesn't it? And I encourage you to stay tuned because we're going to give you that clarification and an update on an effort to preserve the timeless beauty and ministry of a type of music that traces its roots back over 1,000 years. And leading the conversation is our regular guest host, Father Gregory Joyce, the rector at St. Vladimir Orthodox Church, a Russian Orthodox Church, by the way, in Saline, Michigan. Alex Milas is an executive director at the Patram Institute. Patram is short for Patriarch Tikhon Russian American Music Institute. He was the former executive director and managing director of information technology for top-tier financial institutions. Patram signed a long-term CD recording deal with Reference Recording that was announced on the website by Alex on May 15, 2017. Alex, welcome to OCM. Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell us uh, more about the Patram Institute? Well, I think one of the best ways to start is to just let me, and this is the only time I'm going to read anything, to just let me read our mission statement. Great. The mission of the Patram Institute is to cultivate and promote the beauty and spiritual depth of Russian Orthodox liturgical arts in general, and choral singing in particular in both English and Church Slavonic languages. Patram seeks to utilize rigorous educational programs, distinctive performance events, and the latest technological tools to realize this mission and founding principle. I mean, that one statement, I think, says a lot. It gives you a really good feel for what Patram is all about in terms of their mission. But in the practical sense, it also you also have to have a structure that can lend itself to building that mission. And the way Patram is set up currently, and the CEO and I have, have kind of worked this out, we split Patram in two. We have what we call an educational arm, and then we have what's called an, uh, a professional arm. And it's pretty self-explanatory because the educational side is exactly that. It's the training and development of singers and conductors in the uh, liturgical arts. And, and like the mission statement said, specific to uh, choral singing. So we have uh, the latest online training courses. We have... Um, uh, 
events that uh, are specific to that kind of development, and we use all of those tools to develop the vocalists and the conductors um, in this art form that is needs to be saved and perpetuated. So the goal is to be able to recreate the music just like it's done in the big cathedrals and churches of Russia, where it's more soulful, it's deeper, it's more spiritual, and in terms of the sound, it, it's not necessarily that they in their hearts are not spirit, are more spiritual than we are. No. What it is is just the presentation of those musical pieces are deeper in Russia than they are here. So we want to reach that pinnacle. That's the target of the educational side. And on the professional side, it's, it's exactly that. We have people who have been developed into those highest levels of technique and execution that can actually not only perform those uh, choral pieces that we hear in church to the highest degree, but also be recording artists that can bring that presentation to a, uh, to a CD or to an audience. So together, that makes up Petram, and what we're trying to develop now more than before is transitioning between the educational and the professional. So, Alex, it occurs to me as you're answering this first question um, that a lot of our listeners might not really be familiar with Russian Orthodox hymnography, uh, and maybe you could just briefly talk a little bit about the role of music in the Russian Orthodox Church. I think that would be really helpful. Well, first of all, in case somebody's out there that doesn't know this, the only instrument allowed to be used in an Orthodox service is the voice. So vocalists are the only connection between the spoken and the uh, written word is the vocalist. And the only thing that controls that is the conductor. So those two pieces put together become really the part of Orthodox services that deepens the process and makes the impact of the prayers and the hymns and the psalms all resonate to a person's soul. Um, you talked to us a little bit about the educational and professional arms of Patram, and, and maybe you can talk just from a historical standpoint now how Patram has grown and changed over time and, and kind of what you see um, happening in the future, how uh, Patram might evolve going forward? Well, I have to start with the fact that Patram is still pretty young. Okay, so we're less than four years old, just kind of getting close to our fourth year operationally. So, I mean, that that's not a whole lot of time to evolve, and, and the growth is, you know, relatively slow, and, and that's because... It, it, it takes it takes time to get the word out of who you are. It takes time to get examples out to people to see what you do. It takes time to convince people uh, that 
what you're doing is really worth the effort for them to support. I mean, speaking strictly from a financial point of view, this is a limited market, sure. okay? So this market that you want to saturate with this, you, you have to take it slow. There's really no other way. And as your databases with, you know, potential donors grow, singers, artists, and so on, um, that's when, you know, things start to take shape and people start to see what you're about and, and word of mouth works starts to work better. Um, social media, we utilize that a lot, and, and, and that works for us, and, and our mailing lists and so on. So, plus we have a lot of friends. I, I can't deny the fact that people who are, who are our friends, they help us out by doing you know, a, a lot of our marketing. But, but this is a small market and it needs reaching. The way it started was uh, my CEO, my boss, brought in the, the finest minds that he could think of in this orthodox liturgical arts and sort of, you know, soaked up their knowledge base so that he can get a, an idea of what direction to take Patron into. And a lot of the early steps towards that uh, involved uh, performances, collecting really good enough singers to do performances with, once you hear it, it takes a whole different meaning, takes a whole different look. And this gave our CEO a way to visualize and conceptualize and, and, and take this into a direction that we're in right now with the two-arm setup and the, you know, the whole concept of training singers and conductors to be more professional. Um, as for the future, I mean, I don't really know how, how things are going to evolve you know, I don't have to tell you, Father, that the, the whole concept behind the Orthodox Church is not to change. You know, we want to keep the traditions, all of the things that form the culture of our church, to perpetuate, to keep going. That's what it's all about, and I don't really know if we want to change. I, I totally understand what you're saying about that. That's very interesting. I was wondering if you thought that you might use, for instance, more... Um technology in the future, something like that, as opposed to co-locating people uh, physically? Well, yeah. I mean, right now, we, we use technology a lot. The, the, our, our training courses, our online courses are exactly that. There is no physical contact at all. Everything is done over Adobe Connect, which is the latest technology. All you really need to do is have an Internet connection with reasonably decent speed, and you're in the classroom. And it's good enough that our faculty can assess on their PCs the quality and the degree of technique of any person who wants to show their stuff, so to speak, and give them an example of what they as an artist have achieved. So this is like critical to our educational side. The events that we hold are also very nice because they just do what we talked about twice already, which is they put a physical connection to everything that I learned in the online classes. Mm -hmm. They hit home physically where I can see the instructor now, and now I can see 
why he or she showed me all of these things, how they all translate into the actual execution in church or in a performance. Very interesting. Let's go to the CD recording deal. Um, how do you feel that the, the Patrom's recent long-term CD recording deal with reference recording will shape the future of Orthodox music? You know, what changes or innovations might we expect from this over the next five to ten years or even beyond? Well, on the one hand, it lessens a bit our income from the sales of CDs and DVDs, if we should choose to go that way. Mm -hmm. uh, it lessens our income at that level, but what it does is it uses the what we've given up in income, reference and Naxos, which is our distributor, they can use that more to promotion. We're not promoters. As much as our Orthodox faithful are a natural market for these kinds of recordings, there's other people out there that have nothing to do with Orthodoxy that love to hear this kind of music, that love it for the, its artistry, that love it for its sound and its depth. And they don't necessarily have anything to do with the church. They are another market that experts like uh, Reference and Naxos are going to be able to tap to get this special sound out to people beyond our Orthodox faithful. That's really interesting. You know, and Alex, thank you for letting us know about that and the, and the CD re, uh, deal. I, you know, I think that we can have a lot of hope that not only will it interest more people uh, in Russian Orthodox music, but also in Orthodox Christianity and bring more people to the church. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Father. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it a great deal. It's a pleasure. You've been listening to a special edition of Come Receive the Light, and for follow-up information on the Patrom Institute, just go to myocn.net. That's our website. That's myocn.net. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next time with another special edition of Come Receive the Light, looking at life through the lens of the Orthodox Christian faith. In the meantime, remember to always have faith in what you listen to. I see the world your way, and I'm not afraid to follow. I see the world your way, and I'm not ashamed to say so. I see the Jesus way, and I'm walking in the light.